T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Some quotes are dramatic. To be or not to be. And some quotes save you money. Go to Elephant.com and get your free quote online. Or call us at 855-ELEPHANT. More care, less cost. Discover the elephant difference at Elephant.com. Okay, John Taylor with the interception. Remarkable job. Let's hit it rolling now. Let's earn this thing today. So wish he had a pass. Steps up. Deep. Looking for Santana Moss. He's there. He catches it. 15, 10, 5. Now, here's Cooley and Kevin. Redskins at 8, brought to you by SRC Incorporated. Now hiring intelligence analysts, software and systems engineers. Apply now at srcinc.com slash 980. It's time for a Cooley film breakdown. See the game through Chris Cooley's eyes. Do you understand the power this gives us? Who got it right? Got it wrong. What was that? It was one of the ugliest plays you've ever seen. Larry, excuse me, man. I had to go throw up. This is the Cooley Film Breakdown on the Team 980 and the Team 980 app. Now, here's Cooley and Kevin. Cooley Film Breakdown is brought to you by the Tile Shop. Shop their extensive selection of tile for kitchens, bathrooms, and more. And more. At one of their 10 D.C. area locations. Or shop online at thetileshop.com. Yeah, we skipped all the way to Trey Quinn here with these film breakdowns because I am pumped up about Trey Quinn. Uh, you had Doug Williams on last week, Kevin. I did. And Doug Williams had a discussion with you about Trey Quinn, and he fell to Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick of the draft. And Doug was explaining that they maybe wanted him earlier, right? That Jay really wanted him earlier. That Trey Quinn was a favorite of Jay Gruden, and Jay was started talking him up in the fourth and fifth round. Wanted Doug to take him then. Do you have that Doug Williams qu- cut, Greg? Greg will find it. Yeah, I got it. Hang Pop on, that floating in three seconds. On the radio, so we can hear that in just a second. Here it is. I got it. So, if you want it, here it is. If, if I'm not mistaken, that's my homeboy too. I think Louisiana. <laughs> you know, think about being Mister Irrelevant, Kevin. Yep. He is more relevant than you think. Because <laughs> let me tell you something. I watched some tape on him. He can play the slot. He can play outside. And we, would be honest with you, he was on the board a lot earlier than the seventh round. And we came down to, to the seven picks left. Uh, Strowman, we had to get a corner, we thought, with some versatility. And we did that. And for um, 
Quinn to still be that because Jay, Jay was beating the board for Quinn early. <laughs> well, sometimes you, you got to ignore Jay and let him go do what he got to do. Well, you, well you, you, you proved yourself right by getting Jay's player, but later than when Jay would have taken him. Well, you got look at them. See, this is the thing. You, you, you don't pick him one time, and he might walk out the room on you, but he come back in, he's smiling because you got the guy that he wanted. <laughs> I love Trey Quinn. I don't know how he fell to the last pick of the draft. I, re I really don't understand it, and for a couple reasons. One, playing for SMU, you're watch everyone's watching Cortland Sutton a, a lot. If you're watching Cortland Sutton, how are you not asking yourself, who is this dude catching 114 balls this year for this team? You put on Cincinnati game tape from this year or Houston game tape, he got 17 balls in each of those games. How are you not saying, who is this guy catching 17 balls? That's what Jay was saying, and that's why Jay wanted him earlier. How he felt, I don't know. So a little bit of the backstory, which is why I really wanted to do a film breakdown. I, I'm sure some of the people have read up, but just indulge me on this, Kevin, for a second. As a freshman in high school... First of all, he had a, a no-hitter in the Little League World Series in 2008. Pitched a no-hitter. Was a great baseball player. I love that in a football player. I love it because they have situational awareness, and they have some competitiveness, and they understand sport on a different level when you play other sports. I like basketball players. I like baseball players. doesn't matter. I love wrestlers. A good baseball player. As a freshman in high school, a freshman, 67 receptions, for 1,238 yards and nine touchdowns. With LSU? No, in high school. Oh, high in high, school oh, you're talking about high school. Okay, got it. As high school, no, just... As a, as a ninth grader, he had 67 catches. 1,238 yards, nine touchdowns. Can I just interrupt you for one second? Because I think sure. you might say this anyway, but I, I, I don't want to lose the thought. Because you know how forgetful I am. Um, sometimes it's not that I forget. It's just I refuse to remember. Um... I think that the guys that made varsity as a ninth grader or 10th grader, when you have that ability as a young person to make the varsity team as a ninth grader or 10th grader, as a freshman, and, and play and be a significant contributor, it doesn't matter. There's a level of, first of all, ability, but there's a level of confidence that that person walks around with that the rest is, of their life, it's tough to knock that out of them. It's one of the reasons they got on to varsity, is that some coach said he's not only got the ability, but he can hang with all the older guys. And then when you get a ninth grader or tenth grader that comes on and then competes hard and is pissed off if they're not getting playing time, as a ninth grader or tenth grader, you got something special. Which is going to, which is we're going to factor into this Trey Quinn equation here in a second. But as you agree with me on that, right? Oh yeah. As a sophomore, pretty much the same thing. 67 receptions, 1,220 yards, 12 touchdowns. He also rushed the ball, this is high school, 35 times for 495 yards and another 11 touchdowns. As a sophomore. Wow. <laughs> he finished his high school career with 357 receptions for 6,566 yards, which is a national record, the yards for a high school player ever, and 70 touchdowns. <laughs> I didn't. Hey, how do I get my kid recruited to a big school? 
I don't know. Try to get him about 400 receptions in high school. That'll do it. That's unbelievable. Yeah. That is unbelievable. He went to, so he goes to LSU. He signs with LSU. He's in he's a Louisiana kid. He goes to LSU. He signs with LSU. He doesn't really play very much in his freshman and sophomore year. Only has a couple receptions. Only starts two games. LSU has no clue how to ever use receivers anyways. And so he just goes ahead and says, you know what? I'm going to transfer. He transfers and uses his redshirt year. And then he doesn't really play as a junior that much at SMU where he transferred. And then his senior year at SMU, they're like, oh, yeah, this kid, he's, he's really good. And he has 114 receptions at SMU. Anytime this kid, Trey Quinn, gets on the field and they target him, he has massive, massive years. I get that I reference high school. I wouldn't do that if the kid didn't have unbelievable numbers. No, I'm glad you did. I, did, I didn't know that. I don't think a lot of people knew that. I think that is you, an, you, that's an indication of something. You brought something up that I think is really important. This kid's carrying himself around with a ton of confidence, knowing I can play. And he's at LSU for a couple of years going, this is ridiculous. Yeah, these... <laughs> this is ridiculous. I can play. I think his grandfather was a coach, a college football coach as well, at Louisiana Monroe. So, I mean, he's, he's got people telling him that he can play, that they know he can play, and that people that understand ball and... We'll get into that in just a second with the film breakdown because as a college receiver, this kid understands how to play receiver. He understands ball, and I love it, and I'm with Jay Gruden on this. If they'd have taken Trey Quinn in the fourth round, he was projected fifth, sixth, I wouldn't have said it's a reach. Get to all that in the Cooley Frame film breakdown in just a second with, uh, with Kevin Sheehan. Cooley and Kevin on the Team 980 and the Team 980 app. Cooley Film Breakdown, Trey Quinn. Let's get into the film aspect of this. Trey Quinn at SMU is 6 foot, 203 pounds. He had 10 and 8 inch hands. He had huge hands. Big hands for a 6 foot dude, right? 10 and an 8. I think that's my size hands. Yep. Can you catch well? Yeah. Yeah. I had no speed, but I could catch. (laughs) But you could jump too. I could jump a little bit, yep. You're in a four five five Slow. forty quinted. Is wouldn't you have? Did you? Is that why he got drafted in the seventh round? Four five five's fast. I know it is, but he. What's his size, Cooley? Kevin, he's six foot, two hundred and three pounds. Why did he fall to the seventh with that much product, production? I don't. I, I. I don't know. You, I don't know. You love you're, this guy. You think this negative. is the steal of the draft? Oh, yeah, I do. Here are the negatives from for Trey Quinn. He is a little bit stiff as a runner. Runs a little stiff, not a big open strider, not true explosion as a runner. But he's got good quicks and he's got good bursts, but just not like a true explosion type of player. The Patriots didn't draft him, which is weird because he's a white receiver who has a boatload of production, so I, that's scary to me, other than the fact that the Patriots didn't draft him. No, seriously, though. It's what they do. Like, those are the guys they draft. I, I don't know. I, athletically, maybe slightly limited in his movement, but it does not affect it. It does not affect him. He, he separates vertical down the field. 
I think the one thing that you want in a receiver that puts him into the first round is that guy that can run the go. And you can throw it downfield, but that's hard to get in the NFL. I mean, that play is hard to accomplish. A couple guys can do it, but that's what the, that's what we're looking for is that one. Trey Quinn can do everything. Everything. Okay, the positives. He's a competitor. I can see it as he plays. I can see it in the way he's off ball. I can see as he's setting things up. I love watching Trey Quinn play. So here's a good for example. On a lot of run plays, called and designed run plays, where he's got man coverage, he's out there running double move routes. He ain't get the ball. He's out there running hitching goes, messing with DBs. That's because he's competitive. He loves the game. He's interested in what he's doing. I mean, most guys will just jog off. He's out there running sluggos and hitching goes and subtle little moves and doing weird stuff. <laughs> I bet he's an, a hilarious dude. Because that's almost at the sense of humor in, in as much as he's amusing himself. Yeah, he's and just messing playing with him. He's playing with him a little bit. And it doesn't matter. It's, it's man coverage. They're just watching him. It's a run. He can just go put his hands on him or mess around. No, no, no. He's going to do some weird stuff out there. I'm watching him going, what is he doing? Love this. What is he doing out there? Well, and that's what DBs are wondering. What is he doing? And then all of a sudden, oh, he's running by me because I I got lulled into this trap. He always finds the chains. He's a smart player. He know, he's, he's a competitor. I'm going to go back to that. He, he knows where the, the down and distance is. He knows where the marker is. He knows where the chains are. He knows how to get first downs. He's smart as a player because he's a competitor. This year at SMU with Cortland Sutton, he had 35% of the targets. What did, Su- what did Sutton of- have? I don't know what Sutton. It wasn't 35. He had the by far the most targets. I think Sutton was in the 20s somewhere. But 114 receptions on 35% of the targets. And he doesn't have a lot of drops, almost never. And his drops are like at the top of a jump, barely coming through his hands kind of deal. Like would have been a spectacular catch. Got great great hands. And his targets aren't also, he's blanketed, he doesn't compete, it was it not a drop. But uh, he, he finds a way to get open because he's a competitor. Run and settle in zones. He creates good windows for himself where the quarterback has an angle to throw the ball through the pocket. He knows how to settle into coverage, knows how to tempo a route so he can slow down and find a hole. He's going to be a choice route monster for Jay Gruden. Some monster in terms of running choice routes because you got a bunch of them. I want to just, I want to check you here for a second. You got a seventh rounder. I know the last player picked in the NFL draft. You've already got him running choice routes in regular season games and being a monster. Yes, I do. Is this where you want to go with him? This is this where you're going with Trey Quinn? He's going to play at least forty percent of our offensive snaps. A lot of people think he's going to make the team. Oh, he could make this team. Oh no, no. He'll 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 make the team. Okay, do you want me to calm it down a little bit? No, I'm I'm fascinated with how how this may be given his draft status. 
the most optimistic film breakdown I've ever heard you do. Like, in, in let context. Two, let me give you two routes that I love and, and another thing that I love about him. He knows how to create man-to-man separation by utilizing the stem and making something look like it's, it's something different. So he's running a 12-yard hook route, which is a very common route. Everyone's ran since they were seven years old. Oh, button hook. Let's give him the button hook. Five yard down to that tree and turn it around like a button hook. Button hook, right? Well, that, there's a couple ways of doing it. I mean, one, you can try to run as hard as you can to 10 or 12 and then boom, 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 turn around. A lot of times you see DBs jumping up the back. The real key to this is not that it's, it has to be exactly at 12 yards, but think about what how long it takes to get to 12 yards. Can it be within one a little less than a second of that time? Because all I really need to do is get the DB to open his hips a little bit so he thinks I'm going vertical, so then when I come back, I'm open. And if the quarterback trusts me, then he'll set on it. You know, he'll, he'll hitch once to set on it. He's stemming that thing. Towards the sideline, towards the red line, like you'd stem a go route, no, a vertical route, like you're running straight at a corner for five, and then you're going to try to get by him on a go, which means you got to slightly t- start to take a side on that player. That's just a natural feeling for anyone to do. If you've ever ran a go route, you know you can't run go straight into a guy and then get banged around, and you got to try to slightly bend around him. Well, DB's playing at 10. Most people running a hook will just run to 10 and turn around. No, no, no. At 5, he starts to bend it outside to make it look like he's going to try to run around the DB, which essentially gives the DB inside leverage on a hook, which is a little bit scary maybe if you're thinking about it. But no, he wa- waits until that DB flips his hips just a step and then plants his foot in the ground and comes back to 10, from 12 to 10. It's wide open. It's because it's just a good route. It's, it's, it's a clinic route. It's how you would coach that route if you really wanted to put it on tape and show you young players. See how you create separation on a hook. You don't just run straight, and you don't just snap your hips at the top. You give a little bit of outside arc to that, and now ooh, you're looking like Ed McCaffrey. Good route runner. Uh, corner route, right? He's in the slot in a three-man bunch. This is, I think, against Cincinnati, and he stems it. Inside, but not a like a lot of guys like want to run like five yards in and to five yards, and then straight for five yards, and then then break it out hard. That's like a little wiggle into about seven towards the hash. Then he gets up the hash, and instead of breaking it out right at ten like a lot of guys do because they think there's timing, he steps and hitches just a little bit, and then takes three more steps vertical, which is I could never do. It's hard for me to do, and then sticks his foot in the round again and breaks it out, and he's wide open. Reestablish vertical depth is what that's called. He's able to reestablish his vertical depth. And when you reestablish vertical depth, that's when people think you're going to make a break or when you're going to go again vertical and then break it off. It's smart. He's going to be a good player in this league. He's got a knack for the game. He'll compete. He'll fight in the run game. He's not a dynamic blocker, but he's crafty and he'll get things done. He is gonna, he's going to make some plays for the Redskins this year. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. You heard it here first. Trey Quinn will end up being on the field quite a bit for the Washington Redskins this year. He's going to make some plays. He is really one of the stills of the draft. I have no doubt about it. And plus, I think he fits a coaching system that loves his skill set. He can play outside if you wanted him to. He's not too small or too slow to play X or Z. He can play inside because he played inside a bunch at SMU. 
you're not limited with him to just a slot player, in my opinion. I don't see him as a scare you over the top downfield threat, but I wouldn't be surprised to see him get downfield a couple times if you put him in that role because he's able to sell routes in in the proper fashion. I love it. I love Quinn. Um, that is, you know, I mean, I, I just do. I think yeah, he's wearing number 14 in minicamp this week. Oh, um, I hate that. I hate that. Well, I mean, we could talk about that. There aren't many numbers available. It's going to look like Ryan Grant. <laughs> I know, that's what I thought of. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe he'll look like Stefan Diggs. Cooley and Kevin on the Team 980. Hey, Zabe here.